You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about yet another study corroborating the assertion that intermittent fasting or prolonged fasting is good for you. So let's hit it. This is coming out of the Beehive State, otherwise known as Utah. Long-term intermittent fasting increases survival rate of heart patients. Long-term routine fasting improves survival rates for cardiac catheterization patients, according to a new study by Intermountain Healthcare. So cardiac catheterization, let's say you have arthrosclerosis and you have, or coronary artery disease, and you have a lot of plaque in the arteries called the coronary arteries that wrap around your heart that actually provide blood to the myocardial cells that actually pump the blood through your heart, right? This is the most important um, section of your heart. Your heart has three sections, so the myocardium is the most important. But what happens is because if we eat inflammatory foods, trans fat, sugar, we get too much plaque. And so what happens is if they don't fix that, eventually you're going to have what we call a heart attack or a myocardial infarction and uh, some clot, some embolus, something's going to occlude or block the, the opening of the coronary artery, and so blood won't be able to get past that blockage, and then everything distal or beyond that blockage will die. So what they do is they can do an angiography, which is an X-ray of the heart, where they shoot contrast into the coronary arteries, and it lights up the coronary arteries, and they can see where there's an occlusion. And if the occlusion isn't too bad or if there's only a couple spots, what they can do is do a cardiac catheterization. So what they do is essentially make an incision in your femoral artery and they use a guide wire and uh, they guide it up to your coronary arteries and they use balloons to inflate open that part of the coronary artery that's occluded and uh, affix a stent, which is like a metal net, to keep it open. And uh, these stents are great. They can, you know, in 30 minutes, it could just radically change your life because uh, you're very close to having a heart attack. Uh, if there's too much occlusion in too many of the coronary arteries, um, they have to do uh, bypass surgery where they get essentially a vein, one of the superfluous veins in your lower leg, and they uh, fix it up and turn it into an artery essentially, and they essentially glue it to your heart and make it a new coronary artery. But you really don't want to go down that road because, um, of course, uh, the recovery for that and the, the risk of death is much higher than if you're just putting stents in through a cut in your in your leg. All right, that's a little review of heart, heart anatomy. A study conducted at the Intermountain Healthcare Institute involved 2,000 participants who answered lifestyle questions and were followed for nearly five years to see how long they survived and whether they experience heart events or death, said Benjamin Horn. Horn served as principal investigator of the study. Quote, we found that people who said they routinely fasted had a much lower death rate. Their survival was higher, and they also, in conjunction with that, had a lower incidence of heart failure. So we are finding that there may be some greater survival among people who fast routinely. 
close quote. He said that the Institute had been studying the effects of fasting for several years, but wanted to perform a long-term study with a larger group. The results were presented Saturday at the 2019 American Heart Association sessions in Philadelphia. And this is very recent. This came out on November 17th of 2019. Those in the participant group considered routine fasters had been fasting for at least 42 years or two-thirds of their life. Quote, it's a long period of time. It's not a quick fix. Rapid weight loss diets that they were following. Most of them, of course, were fasting for religious purposes. Of course, these are Mormons. Uh, Pointing to the practice among members of the Mormon church who fast on the first Sunday of every month, usually for two meals. That group experienced higher survival rates than non-fasters, said Horn. Maybe he's got a Mormon bias. He's like, see, this is why you need to be Mormon, because we fast, and therefore you're going to have a longer life than the the people are going to be cast into the outer darkness. A study from the 1970s and 1980s found a higher survival rate among observant members of the church compared to the rest of the populations of California and the U.S., Additionally, Utah, according to the American Heart Association, has one of the lowest cardiac mortality rates in the country, a consistent finding for decades. This is despite the fact, I would like to add, that they don't drink tea or coffee. And we have an episode, probably about 50 episodes back, uh, The 20 Benefits of Drinking Coffee. And we certainly have an episode on tea, which tea is best, green, white, or black. And uh, they don't eat, they don't, they don't eat, they don't drink caffeinated beverages or sodas. I think this was a revelation that Joe Smith had uh, back in the 1830s that these things were bad for you. But actually, these things are actually quite very good for you. But nevertheless, it's the fasting that we need to focus on. Quote, Horn says this, One of the exciting things about this study is that it potentially links this factor, this behavior of fasting, that has a known connection to biology and better health. It links it to this survival effect that others have found but they've just linked it to people who had Latter-day Saints religious preferences. Now this links it to a specific actor, a specific behavior, which is fasting. The research in the new study corrected for lifestyle factors like smoking, because most members of the church don't smoke. Yeah, smoking is really bad for your heart. Doctors believe those who had fasted routinely had a higher survival rate because their bodies had experienced long years of conditioning. During a one-day fast, their bodies activate the benefits of fasting earlier than an average person. For an average person, benefits usually start about 12 hours into the fasting period. We're going to talk about this in a second. Let me take a tea break here. Quote, Horn says, We think that this routine fasting for years and decades is conditioning the body to activate the benefits of fasting at 8 or 10 hours. And then an overnight fast, you're getting some of the benefits on a daily basis for your lifespan. And this could have profound impact. One group of participants was made up of, quote, new fasters, close quote, those who had been fasting for less than five years. On average, the group had fasted for nine months. Horn said they did not experience a higher survival rate and instead had potentially worse survival rates than those who didn't fast at all. Okay, so I guess new fasters, don't be a new faster, be a prolonged faster. Based on the research, Horn cautions people who want to begin fasting to consider doing so in a rational, wise manner, as rapid weight loss diets that include fasting can be taken to extremes. Quote, we want people to realize that there are other things they can do like exercise and eating a good diet and reducing cholesterol and blood pressure that are important also for health, he explained. 
Some people shouldn't fast, including young children, older adults who are frail, people who have had organ transplants or chronic diseases, and women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, I know Kate, who founded the who co-founded the the website with me, she fasted when she was pregnant with her last kid. I don't think that could have any problems. Those with chronic diseases should talk to their doctors before fasting. But he said the biggest takeaway from the study is for people who are fasting right now, keep doing it. If they're doing a fasting regimen, it should be long-term to receive the benefits of their heart health. Quote, I think the central message is that we found that fasting appears to protect humans from heart failure, and that leads to better survival, he said. Intermountain Healthcare is continuing its research on fasting. Horn believes laboratory studies will be needed to figure out the mechanisms that triggers fasting, that fasting triggers, as well as interventional studies among people to see which groups can benefit the most from fasting. The Beehive State is a fabulous place for these studies because there's a large population who fast routinely for religious purposes. Quote, this is a study that probably could not have been done in any other place in the world right now or very few other places. Again, this is a very pro-Mormon prop right here. And it would be something that would require a lot more resources in, in those other locations to be able to find out who fasts on a routine basis and have done so for decades. But not here in Utah. Uh, all right, so. Oh, Utah. I li- I look, I like Salt Lake. Salt Lake, I, I like that town. It's a cute town. Um, all right, so let's talk about the, the, the general takeaway here. Okay, so the Mormons, I don't think they like to be called Mormons, but the, the LDSers, they fast once a month. They do a, 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 a essentially a day fast. This article I wanted to do because it reinforces what we've talked about in fasting. We have very early episodes. If you guys are new adherents to Holistic Health News, we have very early episodes, two episodes, on the benefits of fasting. And I think it's like episode 30. I, I hit it really early on. And if you go to the website, naturopathicearth.com, I probably have like seven articles on fasting. But if you go to around episode 30, there's one on why fasting is good for you and then the different schedules of fasting that you can do. Personally, I have been fasting daily since November of 2014. I've not eaten before noon in five years, five years. And most of those days, it's been one o'clock or later. So my daily, my routine is typically eating like, it depends on what I'm doing, what I'm tra- if I'm traveling, whatever. But I, I'd say like 1.30 to 7.30 is, is probably uh, my typical thing. So I have been fasting and I uh, believe me, I will never go back to eating breakfast. And for me, the main reason is not the weight loss biohack, which we'll talk about in a second. It's more just the the improved cognition that I have in the morning. So when I wake up and in the morning up until I I break the fast, breakfast, right, break the fast, uh, my mind's on a higher level. I'm much more articulate. I have a lot more energy. My workouts I do when I'm fasting. And uh, my mind's alive. My body's alive. And I just love it. And, And most days I try to prolong my fast as long as I can. I literally have not had hunger pangs in years since I've been fasting, I don't, I don't get hungry. My body is so fasted adapted and my energy level stays so good. I could literally not eat till probably like five o'clock every day. And sometimes I do the OMAD, which is one meal a day format or the warrior diet where I just don't eat till five. And then I just get all my calories in between like five and eight or something like that. I have no problem doing that at all. So let's talk about the benefits of fasting here. Let me take a tea break. 
because green tea is not nearly as good at tepid. Okay, so really fast, but I really would prefer you to go to those episodes. What are the benefits of fasting? Autophagy. So when you are fasting, your body, it doesn't have to spend so much time breaking down the food that you're eating, right? Because a lot of Americans eat six, seven times a day because they're nibbling on snacks and so forth. And so your body's in this constant, when you're eating all the time, your body's essentially focusing more on breaking down the food and the blood is shunted, let's say, to the intestines and it's trying to regulate the blood sugar and then insulin's released and all these other things. And so when you are fasting, your body can not have to exhaust so much resources on uh, absorption of food and it can work on autophagy, which is essentially going to be cleaning up the body, cleaning up cellular debris, fixing issues with different cells and so forth. So that's one of the benefits. The body gets to rest and fix itself. Uh, one of the other benefits is that it's a natural way to biohack, increase amounts of testosterone and growth hormones. Another benefit is that uh, increases your workouts when you're fasted, adapted. Now at the beginning, if you try to fast, you're going to have a lot of hunger pangs early on, like at 8, 9 a.m. But as each day, if you can prolong it 30 minutes later, later in the day, probably within a week, you're going to be fast adapted and you'll be fine by, by one o'clock. Uh, so if you work out during your fast, one of the reasons you have better workouts once you're fasted adapted is that, again, you your blood can be shunted to your muscles to get ready for exercise. It doesn't have to be you know, half of it breaking down the body's food that you just ate three hours ago. But the main reason people fast is weight loss. So the way it works is this. The body runs, essentially, its preferred source of fuel is glucose. So we'll just call it carbs. So when you're eating food, typical standard American crap diet, what happens is the body is going to burn that glucose. So the 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 carbs will be brought into the bloodstream. Insulin will be released. Insulin essentially is the key that opens up the organs and the muscle, the skeletal muscle, to bring in the glucose to be used as energy. And then all the leftover glucose that isn't used is going to be sent to the liver to be stored as glycogen or stored glucose in the event that there's like an emergency. Think about like filling up the gas tank. Then the rest of it essentially turns into fat. So what happens is throughout the day we're running on glucose. But once the glucose runs out, once the glucose runs out, the body is like, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do? And then they go to the liver and they tap into glycogen. And uh, then once that is exhausted, the body's like, what are we going to burn? What are we going to burn? And see, the body's smart because, again, it, through evolution in our, you know, what, two, Two million years we've had Homo sapiens sapien on the planet. We've gone through feast and famine periods. And so what the body does is just starts tapping into your fat, your fat reserves. And through the process process of ketosis, ketosis that you might sound familiar if you know anything about the keto diet, ketogenic diet, the body just taps into your fat reserves and essentially converts it to glucose to burn. So your body can run on fat. So when your body burns, runs on fat, it's going to tap into your fat reserves, and therefore you're probably going to lose weight doing fasting. And so the ketogenic diet is something similar to that. So essentially by eating a no-carb or under 50 grams of carbs a day diet, your body is essentially burning the fat that it has, and then you're eating fat, so it never really breaks you out of that fasting state, so you're essentially getting all the benefits of a prolonged fast. So that's the main thing. And then the other the other reason that people do it is improved cognition. I mean, there's other reasons, but I, I really focus on like the, the cognition and then the weight loss. 
So if you want more information, go to those episodes I did on it. Now, there's different ways you can fast. I think for most people, they do the daily fast. The 18-6 the is probably the easiest, which is 18 hours of fasting and then six hours of eating. And there's different formats you can do. Some people like to wake up and eat breakfast, and so they'll eat from 8 to 2, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. I've never liked that format. In fact, I've never adhered to that format because I don't like the idea of not eating after 2 o'clock. So most people will just skip breakfast and just hydrate very well and drink tea and, and, and things that don't have sugar. So you can't drink your coffee with cream or sugar or honey. You drink a lot of water, chew sugarless gum, whatever, and then they eat from you know one to eight. Now, the benefits of fasting are, I guess, better if you go longer. So you could do a 24-hour fast and eat 7, to, 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, there's people who do... 48-hour fast, 72-hour fast. I mean, there's there's ultra-fasters that fast for like a week, and uh, you just have to you know drink salt water and have electrolytes and stuff like that so you don't die. But the body can run really well on fasting as long as you're you know and taking your fluids. So what I would tell you guys is this study just kind of reinforces that even in, in this Mormon, essentially it's a Mormon study, the benefits of just fasting one day a month one day increased their survival rate of heart patients who had had stents. Just one day. So imagine if you can extrapolate that out to several days, or if you do an 18-6 every day, or if you do an 18-6 daily fast or compressed eating window three times a week, let's say, or if you're doing a 24-hour fast twice a week, you know, whatever whatever floats your boat, imagine how that, that exponentially increases the benefits. So my takeaway to you, to you is all of you should be fasting. It is a great biohack. Your body will run better on every level. I mean, we didn't even talk about how the mitochondrial issue and how it decreases aging and decreases your chances of inflammation and cancer and all these things like this. But it's just a, an, an amazing biohack. And for those of you who think you can't do it, right, I have to eat, I'll get I'll get the hunger pains, it's tough, you can do it, trust me. I mean, if I did it, you can do it, everybody can do it. It's, it's a humongous biohack and you won't go back. So guys, go check out those earlier episodes I did on fasting. The website's Naturopathic Earth. I have articles there about fasting. And uh, the website is www.naturopathicearth.com. Click on the episode notes and you can just go straight to the website. There's a lot of food recipe articles. Speaking of food recipe articles, if you want to support this endeavor, if you get anything out of these podcasts, which I hope you do, support us. The easiest way, the most passive way is to go to the food recipe articles. I have about 250 on the website. Click on the Amazon links and that takes you to Amazon. And anything that you purchase from our links, going through our links on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. So let's say you click on the cinnamon link on our one of our recipes that takes it to Amazon, then you Google dresses, and then you buy a dress, we get 2% and no expense to you. If you want to donate money straight out, we have a PayPal account. Click on that link and then donate 5 bucks. That's great if you want to do that. You can also buy my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. Uh, Confessions is $2.99. Just click on the episode notes. You can get up Barnes and Noble. It's Kindle Unlimited. It's free. You can read that. Revolutions of a Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. I'll be releasing probably by Thanksgiving of 2019. Don't know what the price point is going to be on that yet. One-on-one -on -one coaching. You can do that if you want to contact me through the Clarity FM link. It's only a dollar sixty-six a minute. We can talk about 
how we can help you lose weight or weight weight loss maintenance. If you want to talk about the toxins in the food, intergender dynamics, whatever you want to talk about. So those are some ways you can support the enterprise because it does cost money to host these podcasts and pay for the website and all that. We do have three podcasts. Check them out, subscribe, and post an honest review for all of them. Of course, we have HHN, which is this one. Then we have the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did an episode on citronella oil. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child, where I just did a recent episode on the Netflix TV show Insatiable, which details a teenage, morbidly overweight girl who loses her weight and then her struggles with that in a comedic fashion. All right, guys, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.